Welcome back to the Prometheus podcast. Luke here and I'm joined with Arlie and Hendry. It's been a quite quite a minute since the last <laughs> time we were caught up. Uh, first of all, how, how are you going today? Uh, it's going pretty good. Pretty tired, but as always, as always, yeah, as always, we're going pretty <laughs> <Okay>. well. <laughs> I swear that'll be in every episode. Yeah, every episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much the same. Um, it's, it's, yeah, as you said, Luke, it's been minutes since we last recorded, mm. but um, a lot, has, a lot has changed, and at the same time, not much has changed. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, well, the web has changed. That's all I know. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's so true. That's Went from the sun to a just straight clouds. Yeah. I feel like this this table's actually been around the world the last since last time we did uh, catch up. Yeah. Uh, Hendry, do you want to kick us off then with where your movements have been the where, last where I've been? Yeah, the <laughs> last month even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I went around America uh, for my twenty first. Mm. Um, so I went to LA, went to San Fran, <laughs> um, Vegas, and I went to Hawaii as well. Mm. Uh, that was an awesome trip. Mm. Um, Definitely one for the books. Yeah. What, um, what was your favorite out of all of them? Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. Definitely. I just love like the mountains and all the treks and the waterfalls and all that, that we did. Um, we've also done interstate traveling. Just gone up to Sydney. Mm. Um, just to, you know, little meditation kind of like session kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's a bit where yeah. I've been. Cool. All over. <laughs> How about yourself, Harley? <laughs> ah, so when, when are we counting from? Ah. Yeah, well, since last podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, like, a month, a month and a bit. Yeah, yeah. We did some extra recording, but yeah. Oh, well, me and you, Luke. Uh, we went to Jamaica for Jamaica for a bit of a personal development slash business development conference, and I'll I'll probably let you dive deeper into that one. But um, aside from that, I have, I'm not as worldly as you. Have, you haven't <laughs> been going to Hawaii and anything like that. But um, do you want to, do you want to dive us through uh, the Jamaica trip? The Jamaica. Mm. Yeah, so it was ph- Phenomenal Life Jamaica. So it's part of the uh, uh, ETA group. They do it once a year. So last year they did a cruise. This year was uh, Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Next year will be Mexico. So pretty <laughs> exciting. But yeah, as Ali was saying, what we did, seven about seven, eight day kind of workshop, everything from business, health, uh, mastering your finances, mm-hmm. your, mastering your mind, just everything like that. So huge personal development session. And I love those conferences because it's not just the content you get in, it's all the people around you as well. So we met some interesting people and it was, I guess, your first time being around that kind of atmosphere in that group. Yeah. So do you want to run us through how, how that kind of experience went? Yeah, for sure. It's it was definitely memorable because um, in, in day-to-day life, it's hard to find people exactly like you trying to do the exact same things um, or just similar things, whether it is entrepreneurial or business or just trying to develop who they are, figure out who they are, um, and especially young people. And it was great to see whilst there was a lot of, I guess, people older than us mm. and me and you, Luke, are probably the youngest ones there easily. But um, those other guys there in the early to mid 20s, um, just trying to figure themselves out, trying to figure out their direction, trying to figure out um, where they want to take their businesses, things like that. And just, you know, me being at uni or me being at the workplace, you don't get to have those same types of conversations. Mm. And those conversations are so valuable because it kind of gives you a bit of comfort that there's other people out there trying to do this as well. 
and it is difficult because it's not as structured or systematic as the system is. So mm. it's not as systematic as just going through school or going to union and you know that that next step it's not there in this in this space you have to create that next step for yourself and that's the most daunting and yeah. like anxiety inducing thing right definitely so it, it was definitely valid but it's interacting with those mindsets and learning from them as well but also being able to share your, your own knowledge mm. Mm. how do you find it luke yeah uh as Arlo was saying i stated before mm. i prefer when you are surrounded with all those people it's that kind of networking that I find you get the most out of it. Yeah. So I've been rocking with that team for a while. So yeah, like I, for me, it was the most reassuring part was it's not like I walked away with just like my head like blown up or my eyes like widened. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the information that I learned, although that it was new, it was kind of stuff that I've already filtered down and, and I guess chewed apart and digested. So for me, it was refreshing to hear a lot of that information and go, all right, well, the path that I'm on and the mindset that I have, it's the right mindset. Like solidifies. Yeah, things, exactly yeah. right. So yeah, that was great. So then, like I said, it was mostly just those extra uh, connections that we made while we were out there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, just touching on what Ali's saying is like being, like having that comfort of people having the same level then, right? It's like, it's also motivating at the same time, pushes you to work like that next level because you see how others are mm-hmm. working and you guys are all trying to chase this next thing. And But it's 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 like, I don't know. Every time I like, I'm surrounded by like, a group like that. It just makes you want to work more. Mm. Like, sure. you're on a trip in Jamaica. I'm sure you guys are like anxious to like come and home and be back. like, yeah, like yo, I need to get back to just like work. Mm. Start putting in the work. Yeah, and then that's what what everyone was like. And you're yeah, you're exactly right because they you're learning all these like new techniques or even just like surrounded like saying by the people. And it's just like yeah, I wanna I wanna get out there and start going, which we, we're doing obviously just. Mm-hmm bit of work on Jamaican beach which was nice all around but I'm sure you did the exact same when you were yeah, traveling the yeah. states uh, yeah when I was traveling the states it was like a birthday trip it, it was like I was there to celebrate my birthday but mm-hmm. like the whole time like we'll go out during the day we'd explore but then I go home and I'm up to like 3am like just answering Gym. emails or yeah. like doing something mm. and then up again like 8 or 9 just mm. to keep going make the most of my time (laughs) one hour of sleep very nice there's a thing about that then so i'm I'm hearing you two talk about that experience so i wouldn't mind diving into the just that mentality around it right because for us and uh, i think maybe cj brought it up uh on that trip and it was the fact that everyone's kind of traveled to jamaica so everyone took that investment took that risk to actually go to another country. Everyone needed to get their passports, everyone needed mm-hmm. to do their thing, to be in that one place to, to learn or to try and grow. And it's huge, right? Because the difference between having that mentality to do it versus taking more of the cautious route, it's just that it's, it's a huge gap. It's not as simple as you can just like flick a light switch. So I wouldn't mind trying to get your thoughts around the mentality of taking that risk or that mentality of kind of going all in like for you, 21st, oh, why yeah. not? We'll just go to th- these different states and we'll go to Hawaii and I'll celebrate my 21st. Mm-hmm. Even just that action, right? Yeah. That takes a lot to do with your mentality because a lot of people like the safety route, a lot of people like the safety net or mm-hmm. that is plan A, so to speak, but plan B is just, I'll have a 21st at home and maybe rent out a local hall. 
but it was so different going to another country to just go all out and make the most of that time. So I wouldn't mind seeing what your thoughts are with kind of the mentality of doing something like that as you both just went to different countries in the last month Mm -hmm. to just do something that is completely left park of anything that everyone does. So I wonder what yeah your thoughts are around that first and we'll see if we can just kind of unpack it as a team. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, so the reason, I don't know, I, I, the, it's weird how I decided on going to America. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. So I was, I was sitting on a train um, on, on the way to work mm. and I was like, oh man, my 21st is approaching. So around this time, I think I had like four months to my 21st. And I'm like, like you said, I could do like that whole like throw party. Mm. At like a hole for a fraud at home, but I was like, I love traveling. Mm. Um, I love diving, diving into a whole new country. I love exploring. And I was like, where can I go on the map? That's like not too bad, and somewhere that I haven't been. Mm. So I was going through like Skyscanner. Yeah, and I, and I saw America. Like just to go to LA was only like, you know, a couple hundred bucks or so. I was like, all right, well done. I just, I just, I just, I just said, yeah, I'd celebrate my twenty first in America. I mm. didn't care who was coming. I was just like, yeah, whoever wants to come, comes. Other than that, I'm just going to go and just do something different. I didn't want to really be in the social norm or yeah. something. Yeah. And you got a couple of people to go with you, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I got uh, two mates to come. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I guess on that action then. So it's something that you, you wanted to do and you love doing, like you said, traveling. Uh, mm-hmm. But still, it's huge to just click it. Why not? <laughs> in uh, yeah, the state. So do you have anything to un- unpack with that mm-hmm. uh, and if not Ali are you listening to that are you uh, yeah figuring something out that uh, a way to unpack it mm. yeah um, so I don't know the, uh, the way I see it is at the same time uh, like I do I do go on trips a fair bit mm. and um, I don't know, you know sometimes it's a celebrate this or a business there or something like that but I always see it as an investment in a sense because it's an investment in myself. I learn new things going traveling. Mm. Um, I, t- I love photography as well. Mm. So it's an investment in my photography skills because it challenges me to go and take photos. Yeah. And it's like just being uncomfortable in a different country is just, just good to me in a sense. You know, yeah. It's not the same environment. It's completely yeah. different to home. Mm. And you know, being uncomfortable is the best way to be it. Yeah, yeah. Finding comfort in uncomfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How about yourself, Ali, mentality-wise? and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, well, as someone who's traditionally been pretty risk-averse, mm. um, you know, coming from migrant family, mm. moving to Australia from Pakistan, um, risk wasn't in the vocabulary. It was yeah. just play it safe because this is how you find stability and raise a family. And, and that worked for my parents, and, mm. and they had to do that because they had two kids and they came with nothing and they had to find something, right? Mm. But for, for me now that I do have that solid foundation um, going forward, I think I've always, that, that fear of risk has been something that's always held me back. And I think one of the major takeaways from the actual trip that me and you took to Jamaica was in one of the workshops, um, Eric Tomics was saying that, well, you need to learn how to be reckless. Mm. And that was such a big learning for me because, and then what he meant by reckless wasn't be stupid or yeah. just lash <laughs> out and do like <laughs> dumb stuff. Yeah. It, it, it meant that, well, if you're already a well in, well-adjusted individual and you, you know, you're smart, you know, you have a clear definition of what is a good move and what's a bad mm. move. 
and you already have like a well, you already calibrated correctly mm. in that way, well then being reckless isn't, you know, completely <laughs> blowing the world <laughs> up. It's being reckless to you for, if you are normal and you do have a healthy risk averseness, then when you're being reckless, you're just stepping even just one point to the side or two steps to the side away mm. from what you would think is normal. <laughs> but since it is out of what, out of your comfort zone, you're interpreting it as this in, insane decision you're making. Mm. But in reality, it's just a very small risk you're taking and there's not much at stake anyway. They, they spoke about in one of the workshops, well, if you have the same process, you have the same result. Mm. So if you're risk averse and you're doing what everyone else is doing, mm. then you're just gonna get the same exact same result. So if you're living your life completely in, in the lanes in which you feel comfortable, then, or if you look around you and you look at people around you, you're going to end up with that exact same lifestyle, that exact same mentality, that exact same everything, right? Yep. But if you want to escape that and be different, if you want to, you know, pursue success or maybe, you know, become the 1% or anything yep. like that, you have to have a different process so that mm. the result changes as well. But if everybody's risk averse, or then you follow that through to its logical conclusion and where does it take you? It takes you to where everyone else is because they're mm. doing the same thing. Mm. So if you are willing to take on a bit of risk, change your mindset a bit and be a, you know you're a healthy individual, you know that you have a healthy sense of what, what, what risk even is. So when you are being reckless, that, that's, you just, you're like you're, by taking one step out into the darkness, you mm. already elevated yourself a million mm. miles because no one else is going to even try to follow you, right? Yeah. And I think that's it. So you're, as what you're saying, as ET described as what you took away. So we take that idea of being reckless. That's, again, exactly what you did, Hendry. It was reckless to just <laughs> send it to the States and, and, and accelerate your 21st. So I guess if we take that philosophy, because that's probably what I was talking about, where it's a mentality of doing it differently or the mentality of, uh, sticking to a plan A maybe and just following through with that and maybe not relying so much on safety nets. So, because I have an interesting view on it. So I've always, if I make a plan, I always make it plan A and I stick to plan A. Mm -hmm. And what I do is I would set contingency plans up yep. because plan A might not always be the final product. But to me, it's still plan A. It's just maybe plan A.1. And yep. it's just adjust and you adapt and you find a new strategy to kind of make it work and you can uh yeah argue this or, or challenge this yeah idea but for me and that's just again for me it might be different for everyone else but sticking to that plan a and, and making it work i just see personally so much more results out of that because too many people split their focus mm -hmm. and it's the same it's that classic saying where if you're chasing two rabbits you won't catch one any of them so if you zero in though if you focus on one target then you have more of a chance to hit it because that's where all your energy and your focus is actually going and i've always implemented that in in my plans and that is deemed being reckless because a lot of people would have oh if my uni doesn't work out i'll have this backup and if that doesn't work out that's fine because i can always go work for my parents mm -hmm. and it just allows i think just that safety net which allows them to maybe not perform at their peak because they go oh you know what it doesn't matter in the end because i have a backup plan i have a safety net so i wouldn't mind seeing how what you think with that kind of way of thinking 
Yeah. Um, I definitely do see what you mean by like people saying like the same, the whole like, oh, you know, if this doesn't work out, I've got mm. that, I've got that. And like, sure you do. Mm. But like, I've, and the way I see it is, yeah, you focus on point eight because hone your skills at this one thing that you want to reach, mm. like this one target that you want to reach. Because, you know, if you split your focus into multiple tasks, then you're not, you're not, you're not putting 100% into everything. Um, but at the same time, I feel like you should have like a safety mm. net, but block it off from your head, you know, like mm. just like tunnel vision in a sense to focus on point A, but, you know, tr- not thinking about having, not thinking about you having a safety net. Yeah. Um, because like the way I see it is, yeah, you, you should be reckless in life. Um, but at the same time, I feel like you should also have, you know, some sort of barrier. Mm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm hearing yeah. what you're saying. Uh, so I want to have that conversation around what we think is ideal, or if three of us mm-hmm. have three different kind of perspectives on it. So with what we're talking about, Ali, how does that yeah. well, fit with your life, or what, what mm-hmm. do you think about it all? Yeah, well, well, I definitely agree, and I think we we are so um, scared of failure, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. none of us want to fail. So we do create those plan Bs and Cs yeah. in, in such a way that well no matter what we do we won't ever truly fail mm. because if plan a even begins to not look you know attractive anymore it's suddenly switched to plan b mm-hmm. plan b suddenly isn't looking you know as premium as it could so it's all right well, this is plan c and yeah, then yeah. since you are just changing lanes all the time you're not you, you can kind of create a story in your head that you're not really ever failing you're just yeah. kind of always swerving to the yeah, next bit next um and in in some ways that's smart and in some ways that's destructive it's smart yeah. because yes as you're saying Henry, you have those backup plans so yeah. you can just move to the side where the grass is greener mm-hmm. and go there but then if you're not actually maintaining either you know if you want to take that metaphor further if you're not maintaining the grass on either side mm-hmm. then they're both going to slowly start to decay yeah, and yeah, become yeah. yellow and gross right yeah. so one, one of the learnings i took away from um from phil knight's um memoir it's called Shoe Dog, right? Mm. And then Phil Knight, for those of you who don't know, he he basically created Nike. Mm. So one of his sayings that he had for his company when it was starting out, he said, fail fast. Mm. And what fail fast means is that, well, you commit to one thing, you fail at, and if you need to fail, just fail, but mm. just don't prolong it or just as you're bleeding out, switch into another lane and try to do something else. Mm. Just bleed out, like just yeah. commit, yeah. fail. And then that's the easiest way to start learning right because mm-hmm. there's a difference between intellectually understanding something and actually having wisdom because mm-hmm. yep. you can have an intellectual understanding of things you've never experienced i can intellectually think about what it might be like to give birth to a child but i just mm-hmm. don't, i'll never know what that's like right so <laughs> yeah. i'll never truly know that pain yeah. but unless you've actually experienced that pain that pain is wisdom, wisdom yeah. mm-hmm. so the things you've actually experienced those are the only things you can ever be wise in. Mm. You can be smart about a lot of stuff, mm. but there's a lot of smart people, you know, working in unis and being professors and lawyers and bankers and stuff. But how many of those people are actually rich? Mm. How many people are actually wealthy mm. or successful in their mm-hmm. life? Mm. Well, it's because a lot of them just did that thing where they're swerving side to side, avoiding failures, and then they never failed fast. They might have failed slow at times, but where were the learnings? Where was the wisdom? Mm. Oh, <laughs> cut yeah. it off. Right, oh, we're done. All right. <laughs> it was cool, right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that's a that's a deep. So I think, so keep that same 
idea and philosophy with it are, Lee. So I have my perspective with it, and that's just throwing me completely off. Just, <laughs> I feel wise already. So you got, uh, yeah, so if I, I dive into like another section of it, right, and keep, keep the same kind of ideas that you have about it. So when I'm thinking of you know, your plan A's and, and your plan B's, there's a, uh, there's a military strategy that I, I think about because, I mean, I do like to read uh, Sun Tzu, Art of War and, and these other military strategists because I, I think there's a lot of strategy in life and business. And I think a big part on why young people feel like they don't go anywhere is they don't put any strategy in place. They just take every day as it comes. They just wake up and see what life throws at them. So I'm a real big on strategy and being a strategist. So I always see like, plans right and i'm i'm all about plans I, I like making a plan i like executing it it's like a strength of mine and it's something that i enjoy doing so and again i always focus i just try to focus on plan a and yeah there's contingency plans for it but i try not to focus on plan b mm-hmm. well for me i probably would say i don't have a plan b i do agree what, with what you say how you should have a safety net i think for, for my safety net is just contingency plans of plan a yeah but and there's a strategy it's called uh, it's, a, it's a bit fallen, but it's called death ground, right? So that it happens when a strategist, if they're aligning their kind of troops or, or yeah, soldiers or whatever you want to call it, but that it's, what, what happens is it's death ground when you put them up against the wall or you put them up against a cliff or you give them no option out. And there's plenty of people in history where they've done this, say they've tried to invade a land or they tried to, uh, invade an empire and what they do is they actually uh, either burn their boats they dismantle their way back home so then there's not split focus mm-hmm. so really the only option is if you want to go back home you have to conquer this land if you want to go back home you have to win this war if you want to go back home you must yeah complete this objective yep. and what that does that's that's death ground right because there's no way out your back is against the wall the only way yeah out is through so you have to actually push forward and your focus has to be 100 percent on the objective ahead and then that way you're not split focus and that way you can actually give it as you said 100 percent because you can never fight for your life if there's a way out mm-hmm. like you will never be able to squeeze life to its fullest potential if you can always just go oh but it's all right because my family owns a butcher's place and i can just go work there if if my uni doesn't work out because mm-hmm. then an individual especially young people they're, they're sitting there and they're at school and they're going to be studying but then they don't mind they can go to that party they can go to yeah that movie or they can just not really attend every single lecture because they understand well it's all right because all right hendry's my friend and he has this business that he's running so he's always said i could work there and yeah well my dad's a butcher so i can always go work with him they're not actually back against the wall, mm-hmm. life, life or death, just I need to get through this and this is my only way back home or my only way back to peace. I actually have to get through what is in front of me. So I always implement that death ground strategy uh, in my life and that always makes me kind of push myself because I try to not see backup plans. I, I don't try to see yet yeah, plan B, so to speak. I just want to be focused on what's in front of me. Mm-hmm. So that's just how I operate. I, I don't know if there's any... Any, yeah, uh, it's a it's very interesting how you like related it to like a whole military plan, mm. um, and when you like kind of like talk about it, it kind of like makes sense. Mm. And it's like, ah, yeah. Um, but I think for others, 
um, I think people just lack motivation. People lack, you know, like the interest, you know, like staying interested in one thing for so long that they just kind of lean onto that second part. They can't just like shut off that like, oh, wait, there's, there's, let's just say there's no backup plan. They can't just shut that off. They're, yeah. you know, be, I've, I've had multiple friends It's like, oh yeah, you know, like I just, you know, can you tell me how you started your business or something? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no worries. I run you through it. Give mm. me the basics. They'll do like the same thing, but they won't stick it through. Mm. They'll, they'll, they'll go for like five, 10 days, maybe a month. Yeah. And they're like, all right, business shut. Mm. Because, you know, they're like, oh, wait, I, I don't see the growth in this. Mm. I'm going to just slip out of this plan and I'm going to jump to the next one. And um, no one wants to risk anything in life because they're scared to fail. Mm. Um, and if you can, you know, change your mentality to accept failure, then I feel like you're in a pretty good spot. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it's crazy to me that, like, people can't focus on one thing at all. Mm. Um, and why do we think that is? <laughs> well, it's just the technology, right? Like, our, it's just the... Our human five, attention span. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's just like, it's just scrolling, right? It's just yeah. moving on to the next thing immediately. It's um, the hundred forms of entertainment we have at any given moment. Mm. It's it's not, you know, when was the last time, you know, the majority of young people out there read a book mm. you know read a whole page straight or just read a whole chapter straight yeah or when was the when was the last time anybody even myself when was the last time i read for an hour straight because i read a lot yeah, i read yeah. a lot of books but an hour straight without checking my phone mm. probably never because yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll read a few pages uh, someone will message yeah. me i'll message mm-hmm. back back and this constant flipping and twitching between things it's just hardwired us to mm. to constantly switch tasks it, it that was one seen as a, a skill set right so i'm good at multitasking i'm good at doing 100 things at once mm-hmm. but now we're terrible at doing one thing <laughs> yeah. and and you can't even effectively multitask right mm. i mean they kind of showed that that was yeah, a, a myth really like, you're not really multitasking you're mm-hmm. just doing one thing and then switching to another yeah, thing like and then yeah yeah so rather than and then that's what that flow state is right so no one's really getting into that flow state no one's actually unlocking the full potential of their mind and applying themselves and whatever they might be doing mm-hmm. whether that's writing an assignment trying to do your work even you know in your workplace whatever it might be because you know even that's, that's what, what fascinates me is that whole there's this thing about phantom notification so mm-hmm. there's i think it might even be like a actual diagnosis now but people start feeling phantom vibrations in their yeah, pocket yeah. and they'll reach for their phone <laughs> and there's no, there's no notification and they'll put it back or you just hear like a frequency in your ear mm. that kind of mimics you know a buzz or a notification yep. it might just be like a car driving yeah, past yeah. but then you just go for your phone and be like oh okay there's yeah, nothing there's there nothing and that there. <laughs> and that's the most basic form of conditioning right mm. like you can do that to dogs that's what you do with dogs when you Mm. teach them how to roll over or sit down in and you give them that biscuit it's well now every time you get that buzz you get that note you get that (laughs) command to roll over for your phone Mm. and you roll over you grab it and then you know there's nothing there (laughs) there's something there but you're not even in control anymore you're not you're not in control so i mean none of us are i guess at this point but you that's not to say that you can't improve or get better Mm. so you're thinking and I, I agree 100%. So it's just that society that we live in now with the rise of technology and mm-hmm. our phones always being in our pocket. And I'm sure there's other things that add to it, but 
we're just how do you say a hundred th- forms of entertainment you just so yeah, switch yeah. between yeah your focus is, mm-hmm. is that split so what's then the action or the the process to take if, if someone is suffering from that if if we're thinking yeah plan a plan b's mm-hmm. and this and that but if we're truly trying to get to the core of that and it's just people's inability to actually stay focused is it a, a one one real kind of core principle or is it a, a combination of they need to actually uh you, you mentioned it andrew when you're talking about people's interests and all that which i think is huge because a lot of people obviously if you're not doing what you are interested in then no matter how hard you focus in on it mm-hmm. you're never going to want to actually catch the rabbit because it just doesn't interest you so yeah. you might even be chasing two but you're not even even if you're chasing one you won't catch it anyway because it's not really aligned with what you even want in the first place Oof. yeah well there's, there's so many ways in which that mentality because now i'm thinking about it it just pops up everywhere because mm-hmm. what, what what is fomo what is fear of missing out yeah, yeah. well you're not going to commit to one plan with a mate because you're going <laughs> to you're going to tell them oh you know I'll, I'll let you know and you know full well your calendar is free you know yeah. full well that your whole month is free like you can meet up with your friend tomorrow if you wanted to but your your mates done the right right thing they've reached out to you and they've said oh i'm a thing of having a thing on the weekend can you come mm-hmm. and you say oh I'll let you know later mm-hmm. and then you wait for some other plan to come through and then that's what plan shopping is because you you start shopping for other things to do that might just seem better mm. and you don't commit to anything right because yeah. we, we feel committing to things because we don't want to tell you know greg that we can come to his bar mitzvah yeah. if you know if the next if the day before on the same day something that sounds a bit more interesting or something that sounds a bit more enticing comes up <laughs> And you just you want to do that instead, and you don't want to go through the trouble. Of t- and even now, like I feel like people are pretty shameless now, and that now mm. people just be like, "Oh, you know what? Uh, something else came yeah. up. Like I, I can't make it." Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's the same. It's the same exact same mentality, right? Because it's whether that's multitasking, whether that's not committing to a plan in life, or actually doing anything like that. It's all well. We we have so many options now, and so many ways to move forward that a lot of time we'll just move sideways instead of actually going mm-hmm. forward. forward yeah that's huge that's great i think people just want to do you know what's best for them you know mm-hmm. they're like oh you know this plan's better like oh like you know like you said oh plan shopping for the mm-hmm. weekend you know your mates like you're invited to your barbecue but then you know, you know your other mates like you'll come to this like club event mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah i'll just go to the club because that you know that suits you yeah. better in a sense um <clears throat> so i think that people just do things that interest like them so you know we're all working you know we do our work but then a notification comes in and we're like all right yeah because that, that interests that us interests more yeah. than work mm. um and you know it's the same thing again you know like if you're with all of us we're all trying to chase you know you know a different you know that one percent dream or you know that different dream where you know where we want to separate ourselves from being you know part of that kind of like same risk what was that word again that you also talked about before where everyone's kind of like on that same kind of it's just like system that risk yeah the same system yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah everyone's on um and it's, it's people you know like they don't want to do that because it doesn't suit them mm. you know it's not fun it's not interesting to them you know so they're not gonna all in on that and they're gonna be like i'll try it out oh wait it doesn't really interest me yeah i'll, jump there, and I'll jump there yeah. yeah and is that just uh you say it you say it in 
they see it so much with young people. It, what, what I'm hearing with that one is there's not a skill set with commitment, especially in our generation and heading down. And mm. you see that everywhere because it, it fits into what you're saying where people try a job, doesn't suit the interests, they leave. Yeah. And that's time and time again. And mm. you see it in so many young people go through so many relationships right because it's the exact same yeah. story <laughs> i was just thinking that yeah, just so, yeah. yeah exactly so uh and commitment and i'll quote inky johnson and he describes it really well he says commitment is staying true to something uh, mm-hmm. that you said you're going to do long after the feeling has left mm. yeah and, and that is huge and it's i think crazy. commitment is such an amazing quality to have and it's so it's sadly so rare right because yeah. even like let's take uh dating at kind of this age and, and going down right it's just for one dating doesn't exist it's just kind of you meet a person you're messaging them then you're in a relationship whereas dating used to be like you'd go on dates to see if you were kind of compatible yeah, compatible with people, yeah. and then if you you'd go on dates and then you'd go you know what uh i know kind of what i like about you i know what i dislike about you but mm-hmm. let's have a commitment and let's try to see this through yeah it doesn't work like that it's I meet you, Hendry, yeah. and we're texting. No, man, I just swiped right. Yeah, that's, that's, it's just that swipe. It's that texting, maybe meet up once, texting, in a relationship, and then this is what happens nine months down the track where you'll then see something else that is shiny and new. That piques your interest, and all of a sudden, there was never any commitment in, in the first place, and then that's where people go through mm-hmm. so many relationships. Yeah. And well, Relationships sure are so weird in this world especially at uni just being surrounded by so many young people mm-hmm. like i mean you guys are big boys you're out in the world like living your corporate lives but like on a, on a daily basis at uni like mm. i'll just look and I'll be able to observe you know at least you know 1000 2000 3000 yeah. like young young yeah, people yeah, just yeah. walking around me at any given point right mm. um or throughout the day and getting to know people or just hearing people talking around me it's it's so weird like how mm. what it means to be in a relationship has just changed because yeah, yeah. You, you'll hear people there'll be two girls sitting on the bench across from me while i'm eating my lunch and then they'll be talking about how one of them's you know thinking about breaking up with their boyfriend and then the other girl will be like oh i'm so sorry to hear that like what, what, what went wrong yeah. and she's like oh nothing went wrong i just want to go and exchange for six months mm. in a in a couple of months from mm. now and you know i don't want to be tied down yeah, yeah, I, I want to experience i might want to you know yeah. get around like yeah, yeah. Uh, experience some other people while, yeah. while i'm away and then um i don't want to limit myself like that yeah and i hear that type of like like discussion and all that type of dialogue and like yeah fair enough like everybody's mm-hmm. entitled to do what they want mm-hmm. but yeah. is that really the reason why you're going to throw it away mm. i mean people people are simple right like if you if you're with somebody and you fall in love with them then you're not faking that emotion yeah. like that that's real yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and there's something there that's true but then we've created this whole narrative about it where everything is disposable mm. and everything can be recovered at any given moment because yes you might lose the love of your life one day but then let's find another one the next mm. you know mm. let's let's go to tinder let's go to yeah, bumble yeah. let's go to yeah, yeah. you know there's a there's a, the, a thriving industry now because it's the same thing. It's that fear of missing out. Mm. It's that inability to commit. It's that short attention span. It's mm-hmm. well, the moment, the millisecond this becomes boring, the millisecond that this becomes a little bit of friction, a little bit uninteresting, it's yeah. see ya. People yeah. don't want to see it. On to the next thing. Because yeah. 
And isn't that so destructive to your character? Because if mm. we're saying failing fast gives you wisdom and gives you actual real knowledge about life and experience. And if nobody is failing at anything, because yes, like they might have failed in their relationship by just throwing it away, but they didn't actually go through the process mm -hmm. of truly failing. Like they didn't actually go through the legitimate heartbreak and suffering that occurs when you have difficulty with someone that you care about. Mm. And if, if all it was was just a little, you know, escape pod that you could eject mm. and then just move on to the next thing. And that process wasn't, didn't feel like an amputation. It just felt like you just moved on mm. effortlessly onto the next thing. If it didn't truly damage you in some way, well, like what was like what were you doing like mm -hmm. you 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 had one foot in you had one foot out you're not standing anywhere and i just think that's such a bad thing that's happening mm. right now like it's just yeah. like i'm at a loss for words to actually quantify it or describe it in any meaningful way mm -hmm. and i'm sure this sounds like I've just gone on some random. Oh, no, 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 yeah, fine. But, cut, cut the podcast there. Like, <laughs> that was, that was fine. But it's the it's same true. thing. It's, a, yeah. it's this pattern yeah. recognition. It's the same mm. loop of behavior, and we just apply it in different aspects of our lives, whether it's relationships, whether it's in business, whether it's in understanding our future career mm -hmm. prospects, whether it's what we're doing moment to moment, whether that's what, you know trying to apply ourselves or read or work or mm. do anything. It's, it's this complete inability to see things through or actually engage with anything properly mm -hmm. it's not even about commitment at this point it's about even just showing up on mm. time and actually yeah. wanting to explore it to actually see if there's any depth there mm. and it's just such a shame because you know we i think our parents and our parents parents had a deeper insight into this they knew what it was like to see something through they knew mm -hmm. what it was like to actually you know experience something fully mm. and the richness and and the, the deep wisdom or knowledge that you can gain extract from something when you engage with it authentically i think no one no one in our generation knows that what that's like mm. people just don't want to see things through people just you know rather leave early instead of you know hitting or just not committing to anything because they're like, oh, you know, you can just move on to another thing. But do you think there's like a level of selfishness there though? Like, is this, like, are people becoming, is, is it not even just our attention spans are getting lower? Are people just becoming more selfish? Like, yeah. Because yeah. if, if people are, if we're interpreting people as just being dispensable, mm. whether it's relationships, your friends, mm -hmm. your plans, if everything is just revolving around you now and you are, you know the, the person with the divine power to just shape your life mm. and do whatever you want yeah is that because yes the the hard wiring is harder to get around mm. like we, mm. you, we're gonna have to work at that for years and years to actually retrain yourself to actually not behave in that way but selfishness is something you can rectify immediately so that's the change people can make today mm. so is selfishness like i'm asking you guys is yeah, selfishness yeah, yeah. So I, got, I got something with that. And I would have just cut the podcast right there. <laughs> so, yeah, so I had an interesting scenario where I had an opportunity to, uh, I guess, transition out of the job that I was doing, get a new job. It was something that I'd worked for for probably three years. Yeah, it's been ages since you uh, school. Yeah, exactly. So I would, always wanted to get into this certain field. I had the opportunity. It was a pay rise, so more money, less hours. It was just everything. It was, it was yeah. a perfect ideal scenario that, yeah, I, I wanted 
I wanted and I worked for. So I had that right in front of me and I was like, oh, sweet. Well, anyone would really make that decision, right? Mm -hmm. But then it meant I had to leave kind of the ship that I was on and that was a ship that I built from day day dot. I was the first person who worked there and then we expanded and we ended up with 150 or so people. Mm. It was a project I seen start to finish mm. and it was just finishing, right? So everyone had to get managed out of the, um, everyone was pretty much being made redundant. So everyone was in that difficult period. And I don't know if anyone's been through like a redundancy when everyone's losing their job, but it's such an interesting period because everyone's true colors show and you start seeing everyone and it's that selfish nature, right? And you start seeing that everywhere. And I was just looking at that and for one, I was committed to what I had done and I didn't, for me, the captain doesn't abandon his ship. He goes down with it. He get, either gets everyone off the ship or he yeah, dies trying. So I was conflicted between that and going for the uh, the job that I had worked for pretty much years and years and, and many hours. Like between, mm-hmm. although it was three years, I probably worked five years. Let's be real, <laughs> the amount of hours I put in. So it was, it was so interesting. So I had to really like reflect and just figure out what I wanted and then, I started seeing how everyone's losing their minds because they've either put all in onto one option, which was this job that they knew was ending anyway, but all of a sudden they're running around with their heads cut off. And then you start seeing people start snaking other people and trying to elevate themselves because they want to be the last pe- the last people, right? Let's mm-hmm. say there was 10 people left out of the 150. You can imagine it. Everyone's yeah. out there stabbing everyone in the, the back. Hunger Games. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Insane. And like, we're not just talking staff. You're talking management. Like You're talking everything. It just... It, it was it was in shambles so then for one i couldn't leave because since i was there from day one i was just like well i'm one of the ones that i can kind of help make sure although it's burning it doesn't burn as intense or doesn't hurt as many people and i yeah trained a lot of stuff so there was a lot of people that yeah relied on me to kind of maybe guide them even if they were exiting out to just help them kind of get their next job and all of that so it was like well what option do you take? And I always thought about it and so many people jump ship and there's nothing wrong for the people who jump ship, right? Because they use that idea on you got to do what's best for you. Hmm. And I mean, I agree with that to a sense, right? Because like you can't help anyone if you can't help yourself. Like we all know that philosophy. But then I was thinking about it and it's like, well, does it, do people just use that as an excuse? And like everyone does it and everyone just goes, oh, I've got to do what's best for me. So see, ya. like there's 150 people burning, but I'll do what's best for me. So people kept saying that, oh, like do what's best for you. Like, yeah, you should take that job. And I was just like, well, yeah, I was just like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that because why would I abandon what I, what I committed to? Why would I ba- abandon the people that I helped develop? Why would I abandon the ship if I'm the captain of it? So I was like, sure, it might be what's best for me, but I, I just... I feel like everyone uses that as the escape goat. Everyone uses that as the excuse to burn everyone and everything to just take care of number one. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about it. And I'm like, well, isn't that the reason why the world is burning right now? Is it not because every single person just looks out for themselves and no one looks after the family? No one looks after yeah, the brother, the sister, mm-hmm. the, the friends that back them up. It's just so easy to stab you in the back because it's what's best for me and I can get sure an an extra $30,000 a year, sure I can get full-time commitment and stability in my life. Whereas over here, there was no stability. Like I stayed in the redundancy knowing that I had no job. Everyone had, I was actually first to leave if I stayed. I was the first person to leave just because of my contract. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, well, I'm not going to choose what's best for me because is that not the reason why the world's on fire right now? So I'd rather stay 
on this side and see do what I can and, and see see life out through here because this might be what's best for me but it's not what's right for me mm. and I just it was interesting because I had to think about it a bit and I was yeah. like man this is exactly what, where so many people just mm-hmm. stab people in the back and so many people just jump ship mm. is this really how we live is this really what the world is going to be like so you like saw that like next opportunity but and then like because this is already dying out mm. And you're like, oh, I could just jump. Mm. But you were like, no, I'm going to stay committed to this because I've been here from the start. Mm. And you'd rather see it through. And that's what people like these days. Mm. Right? People's just, you know, just seeing things through, really. And then um, I guess the thing that we all have in common is like, oh, I love, like for me, like straight up is I live life with no regrets. Mm. So if there's an opportunity like that and I decline it, so be it. Mm. Whether it's an extra, you know, like you said, an extra 30K. An extra 30K, when you work it out, buy your hours, buy your days. Mm. By the time you put in, <laughs> it's not even worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, like, that's the way I see things. I kind of like to break things down mm. into different, how much it takes out of my time, how much it takes out of my life, and decide if it's worth it or not. Mm. But most of the time, I'd rather see things through. Mm. Whether it's businesses, I know, like, I've had businesses where it's just like, months and months and months of just straight losses you know and everyone's like why are you pouring money in yeah why you keep pouring money in jump ship it's not worth it yeah it's like just close it down already i'm like why i see i see the bigger picture to it i see that like eventually you know i'll have a turnaround you know i've had one where it took seven months i think i was pouring like a couple hundred a month into it i can't remember the total amount Mm. it wasn't like a huge business but it just kept you know bringing losses yeah every single month but at that seven month when I bought more inventory or I bought different inventory it started a turnaround you know people started seeing the business people started seeing it um, you know like this whole new opportunity gateway opened and I think the thing for you I, I don't know how this is for your work right, like right now but like since you stuck it through a whole new opportunity opened in a sense didn't it like you saw it's, whether it's like a new job or anything yeah. but you saw like a whole different like yeah, so well, as we're in, yeah. yeah as we're in personal development as well it just helped uh since it was the flames there it was just helped being there again seeing people how they reacted managing it through the workplace gaining all that as you said wisdom mm-hmm. as i went through it i'd rather be over there because this is uncomfortable as you said this is where the fire is because that's the only way steel's made so mm-hmm. I learned, I learned a lot, yeah, and I wouldn't trade that for I stability, trade I wouldn't that, trade yeah, that for money, I wouldn't do anything. It's not yeah, worth it, like, like that. that wisdom you gain mm. from sticking it through, it's a lot more better than mm. just taking it. So much more valuable. Yeah. yeah, so that was my direct kind of mm. take on what you were talking about. Yeah, so, so it's almost a, a character thing at this point. Yeah. yeah, It's not about, you know, the individual actions or the 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 way you go about thinking about things, it's just... It's almost something more fundamental that needs to shift. It's it's more how you even conceptualizing the role that other people have in your life, the role that opportunities and things like this have in your life. Because if if we are saying that you know the the world revolves around us and that you know once I'm ready, once I feel ready to do something, I'll do it. Mm. But then I know that you're a big believer in well armoring yourself up before you're because like the life the world isn't going to wait for you right mm-hmm. and we might like to think that you know opportunities will always be there because we can always just move left or move right but 
you know, if, if that character isn't actually developed, if you're not actually investing in yourself and trying to break free of that, you know, that destructive mindset where you are just thinking that everything is disposable, mm. what happens when you become that person that mm. starts to become disposable, you know? Yeah. Like what happens when in the person that you, you know, that you thought loved you decides that, oh, I don't want you anymore. Mm. What happens when, you know, your friends cancel on your birth, your 21st birthday? Mm. What happens when, you know, all, all these things are happening to you? Well, you become the receiver of everything that you were just doing, mm. right? Yeah. And in, in, in a way, there's a, there's a justice in that because mm. <laughs> then everybody's equal. But if everybody's equal, everyone's burning each other. Well, <laughs> like, that's it. We're all just burning each other. No one's helping each other out. So if we all did just shift that mindset, if we did actually change our character, the nature of who we are, and stop seeing things as disposable, but actually try to take care of them, then, well, you plant those seeds, you nurture it. These things become investments. They become long-term commitments. Mm-hmm. And yes, at times, commitments can be uncomfortable because you're putting yourself all in. You're not splitting yourself between option A, B, and C. Yep. But because you are committing yourself, you, again, you're actually realizing your full potential because as you're saying, if, if you're backed into that corner, well, like a wild animal is most dangerous when it's backed mm. into a corner. You don't want to do that because then they're going to go from being this timid thing to finally, you know, the fur <laughs> standing on its back and yeah. it's going to come attack you because evolutionarily that's been programmed to, well, this is, this is the last stand. This is my mm-hmm. final stand. If I don't fight now, it doesn't matter that I'm a fox and I'm fighting a bear. Like yeah. this is the last stand. So mm. it's now or never. So let's make it happen. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sure you can relate, Luke. Well, when you're in that, you don't feel more alive than that mm. because that's mm. it. Like your back's against the wall. There's no other options. And then it's like you go into your, your flow state. You go into like some, you know, enlightenment mm. state and it's just bang. Like all, every neuron in your brain is just focused towards making this one thing happen. It's survival. It's achieving your dream because there is no way out there is no you know false wall behind you where you can just open a door switch out and then bang you in a new reality right Mm -hmm. and that that character switch i think is just the the number one thing that people need to focus on because if we can do that well then you know it's it's bigger it's it's saving the planet it's saving everything because if we're treating the planet the same way the planet's disposable too right yeah Yeah. well it's not (laughs) like we haven't found another one yet so like it's it's the exact same thing so i'm just seeing right now just in this conversation that the patterns are everywhere and Mm, it's the same pattern repeated Mm -hmm. in a hundred different ways in a hundred different um fields and a hundred different you know manifestations of the exact same thing but it's the exact same thing that's coming up it's this disregard it's this selfishness it's Mm. this lack of commitment it's this flakiness this flaky attitude towards life essentially Get out there and break the pattern. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Prometheus podcast, where we aim to bring the fire back to the people.